1: Hey Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the ZabeCast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now! NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac twelve. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet. Lay low and then, wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar All the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. On today's Zabecast, the Dodgers win the World Series, but all anyone cares about is Justin Turner and his COVID-positive test. Notorious J-A-Y back in his usual Thursday slot, and we put a blowtorch to manager Kevin Cash. All that, plus remember the feel-good story of Sammy Gordon, the little girl football phenom? Well, that story's over. Your high test, not street legal. 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go! Thursday, October 29th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. The Dodgers win the World Series and all anyone is talking about on a Wednesday Is Kevin Cash, manager of the low-budget Tampa Bay Rays. A guy who clearly knew what he was doing all year long. Suddenly turning into the biggest idiot, idiot in baseball history. That's what the low-hanging fruit says. That's what the pundits say. And there's a lot to be said for that. Go with your gut. Trust your eyes. Enough of the nerds. Forget about... The percentages, this is the World Series, it's game six, man, your ace is dealing. I can't argue with that. That is a very strong conventional wisdom take. But there has to be a compelling alternate argument to be made. We'll see if Jay, in just a minute, has that alternate argument. My sense is he's going to say no, he's an idiot. That you forget the numbers, go with your eyes, go with your gut, and say, I'm not taking this guy out. You know, one one guy gets a hit, big deal. I'm gonna let him keep on going. The big story, though, from last night was the strange story of Justin Turner, who was pulled in the middle of the game for a positive COVID test. Baseball had gone 59 days without a single positive test. They were finally in the world series where you think, okay, we're going to get home. It's going to be all right. And then boom, game six, Justin Turner, middle of the game, positive test. Now the actual details of when the test came in and the mechanics of it, it's, I've read several accounts and then I just give up because does it really matter? Does it really matter at this point? Either you believe baseball and the Dodgers were following the protocols, or you say, no, they probably weren't. Certainly after he was pulled from the game, and he returned back on the field to go celebrate with his teammates, he violated protocol, but what could anyone do about it? Short of physically restraining him and hauling him into a windowless isolation dungeon for 14 days, he's like, fuck it, we just won the World Series. I've waited my whole life for this moment. I feel fine. Who knows if it's a false positive. Guess what? I'm going out to celebrate. I say good for Justin Turner. Even though, man, the pundits, oh, the pundits, they are not happy about it. Rudy Gersten, writing for the Washington Post, tweeted, Juan Soto had to quarantine the entire month of July, miss summer training, miss his team's World Series banner ceremony, miss opening day, and week... A week, a week or more of games. It cost him becoming the youngest MVP in history, and he never had COVID. Meanwhile, writes Gersten in his tweet, Justin Turner just played in the World Series. He then included an emoji. Yeah, I know it sucks on both fronts, but I would rather Justin Turner celebrate with his teammates. And risk being a super spreader event than, than to have him endure the same kind of suffering that Juan Soto did because these tests are not reliable. Just like my voice is not reliable at this point. It's bad today, isn't it? I know. You guys have been saying, I'm worried. I'm worried you got to get that checked out. I've got an appointment on the books. I'm trying to manage my time, my volume, my innings, my minutes. I know. I know. Anyway, at some point, I think even the zealots will tire of all of this. True story. Went to uh, my favorite pizza place. I won't name it. It's a quick assembly pizza place, you know, a custom pizza place, stand in line, say this, 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 bing, bang, boom, quick oven, comes out, sit down, eat. They have indoor dining. They limited a limited amount, right? So <clears throat> this one woman uh, who works there periodically, the second time she's done this to me, asked me, do you have a mask? I said, it's in my car. And she said, oh, I've got one right here. And I then said, "Now nah, you can keep that. There was a brief stare down, and then she proceeded to go ahead and ring me up. I don't want to characterize, I'm not going to tell you what this woman looked like, or looks like, but let me tell you, it ticks all the boxes of somebody who would be militant about this. There was people all through the restaurant eating with their masks off. I was about to sit down and eat with my Mask off, duh, my mask that I didn't have that was in the car. She was very hard down to the point where, oh, oh, I've got masks here. Think of the lunacy and think of the militancy it requires for somebody who knows there's going to be a no more than 30 second interaction, a good four feet away at a minimum, because I wasn't crowding up against the glass to still say, oh, you don't have a mask. I've got one. I'm going to enforce it. I'm going to make you comply. Of course, this, this lunacy is going on all over the world. Europe right now is going back into more lockdowns. <laughs> I'm laughing only because it's not us yet. It could be soon, depending on what state you live in and which party controls your state. But it's just insane to think, hey, we locked down once already, let's do it again. Because it worked so well the first time. Just like with masks, if masks worked, they'd already be working, but they're not. And so they're going to go through another round of lockdowns. Because the refusal to admit being wrong is now becoming all-consuming for those who have advocated for this kind of thing. Nate Silver, the election guru, who I think is smart in some ways, but blitheringly stupid in others, tweeted, speculating here, but it seems like one reason for resistance to new lockdowns is because of the indefinite duration of the spring lockdowns. Oh, no kidding. That's a speculation, huh? He says states and counties and countries could build credibility by setting clearer deadlines and criteria for when new lockdowns would end and by abiding by them. (laughs) What a hopeless fool he is in so many ways, thinking that states or countries could Build credibility. Any credibility they have is gone. Long gone. Are you kidding? Oh, this time you're gonna you're gonna abide by it. How many times have you seen the goalposts ripped out of the ground, moved, and replanted when it comes to reopening? In how many different states, in how many different ways, in how many different so-called metrics they're going to use? The funny thing, and I say funny only because it's not funny, it's sad, is when the numbers were very low in lots of parts of the country during the summer and areas refused to still open up, especially the Northeast, New York and whatnot, now those numbers look golden compared to what's going on right now. Had governors said, okay, you know what? We've done all we can to slow the spread. Hospitals have caught up. This thing can be dangerous depending on your age bracket, depending on your pre-existing conditions. You're going to have to be careful out there. We still recommend this. We recommend that, but we've done all we can. Then maybe there would have been more mixing and mingling, and maybe there would have been a moderate increase in the level of transmission, and there wouldn't be as much right now. At some point, you're only Robbing Peter to pay Paul. At some point, you're only delaying the inevitable. You don't have to be an epidemiologist to know this. It's common sense. It's common sense that, unfortunately, too many in politics are refusing to actually accept. But that's the nature of government. That's the nature of authority. They rarely, if ever, want to say, we've done all we can. Or, you know what? We could do this, but it will cause more harm, we're afraid, so we're not going to. Government and authority exists to govern and to regulate, always. And that comes to you from a political science major. That's right. I actually got my degree. Communications and political science from the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. Quickly. Did you see Jack Dorsey on the Hill, or not Not on the Hill today? Did you see him testify today before Congress? Did you see his look? <laughs> he has gone from, people were doing the how it started, how it's going thing side by side. Jack Dorsey's Twitter photo from like 10 years ago. Clean cut, short hair, nice smile. Now he looks like an extra from Lord of the Rings with a nose ring. And he's got long hair, and you're like, wow. He, uh, he looks like the exact type of people that I'm sure love him on social media. And he just was unbelievably full of shit in his testimony saying, oh, no. Actually said the New York Post can log back into their account, which they've been locked out of for now 12 weeks. Or they've been locked from tweeting on it. They, they can get into it. They just can't tweet from it. The New York Post. They say they can, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they can lock back, they can log back into it, delete the original tweet that got him in Twitter jail, and then retweet the exact same material from the Hunter Biden laptop, and it would be fine. And And this makes any sense? Shut up, Siri. I'm not talking to you. Thank you very much. Also, apparently, uh, he testified that Holocaust deniers who are on Twitter are not Blocked from posting because he does not consider that, or the company does not consider Holocaust denying quote misinformation. Wow. Also, uh, Jeff Zuckerberg, Jeff Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg was unaware. Jeff Zucker of CNN, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, and Mark Zucker, man of Masson, our baseball guy. Uh, Jeff Zuckerberg was unaware of the fact that the person monitoring and playing referee for the campaign element of Twitter and what is or is not acceptable tweeting and misinformation or whatever, he said he was unaware that the person in charge of that was a former campaign staffer for the Joe Biden for President campaign. Oh, oh really? I was unaware. Meanwhile, Senator Tammy Duckworth from Illinois, Democrat, asked... Jack Dorsey, quote, could you provide a personal commitment that your respective companies will proactively counter domestic disinformation that spreads the dangerous lies such as masks don't work? That, my friends, is where we are in 2020. Hey, Zabe here from My Bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet. Lay low and then wham! Hit them with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the master's coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. Mybookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the Zabecast. Let's talk some sports. Our man, Notorious, J.A.Y., is up. Hello? Hello! Hello! La la la! What's going on, Notorious Jay? Sounds like you hear your TV on really loud in the background, like an old man. I'm turning it down. I'm down. Okay. In the meantime, I'm calm. In the meantime, take a listen, everybody. Take a sip of water.
2: I'm good. How about you? I think you probably need a
1: sip of water. I do. I'm uh, hydrating hydrating myself to the moon and back, uh, trying to manage this vocal thing. I
2: listened to you, Carol, and Britt, and I was like, God damn, his voice sounds like shit. Sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, no you're right. You're right. So I'm going to take it nice and slow and low and easy and not get too excited today. That said, one week app thank you by the way for listening to uh that podcast. I got the ladies in the van after I got you and uh and Sterno in the van. And and two
2: favorites of mine, too. I
1: know. I enjoy both of them. I know. I I enjoy the shit out of both of them. I I you know what? It's weird. People sometimes get the misguided notion, Jay, that I am some chauvinist, misogynist pig. I'm not. I'm just a guy's guy. And I love chicks that can talk sports smartly and have fun and be real and both of those gals qualify i think you got your bad
2: rap though early on uh i.e the Susie colber interview
1: no oh, yeah
2: yeah i think you got your bad rap there. <laughs> true true or false true or uh,
1: false uh yeah yeah that didn't yeah. help me okay. but it yeah. i didn't honestly it came off I can't play that bite anymore because I cringe when I hear it. It wounds me to hear it because I do sound like such a dick. And yeah. I'm like, she had every right to say that to me, and I didn't mean to be that way.
2: But again, I, I remember wonderful uh, sports reporter shows with Christine Brennan. Well, you guys had fun. you go back and forth. It was fun.
1: You, kn- so you-, you know why? Because it was before the age of woke. The wokeness age has taken things to a whole new level. And there, because of social media, there's too many journalists that are trying to score points in some imaginary game on being woke. Many of us believe in the same sensible, civilized things that fit within the spectrum of you know what would be considered woke. But woke is an extremism subset of normal things like, hey, don't be a fucking shithead. All right? Don't do that let people live that kind of stuff you know so
2: did you? and and last before we go on did you see bill burr's snl uh monologue
1: oh yeah when he was he wrong
2: no nothing he said hey and by the way here's what i love about bill burr bill burr did not have to qualify that i have a black wife during his whole monologue because he does and it was that's why i said this is fucking genius because he didn't have to say, I can say these things. I have a black wife. Didn't say it, and it was still genius.
1: So he did he never once mentioned Never
2: me. once.
1: I had no had idea yeah, that he had a black wife.
0: Stop you hey. from reproducing. It's literally <laughs> a dream come true. And speaking of dreams come true. Did you see Rick Moranis got sucker-punched on the Upper <laughs> West Side? <laughs>
2: New York is back, baby! New York is back! Yeah.
1: So whoever, when he
2: swung, who, when who, he swung his foot over it, he goes, these white oh, women yeah. with their good, that was the funniest shit ever.
1: That was and really it, good. Yeah, He said it, this whole, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, white women, the most privileged that there could be, say, excuse me. I'm going to step right over here. (laughs) And and he's finally getting his
2: due as to one of like the five best. If you ever get time, uh, the the radio duo, Opie and Anthony used to host this radio like uh, comedy festival. And they would have like 14 comedians. Uh, I I wonder if it's just 08. They held it in Philly one year 08. And the, the, you know, Here's a shocker. The Philly fans were assholes. No. And they were just booing every comedian. One after another. It was like 12 comedians. Well, Burr got up there, and he had had enough. He, they gave him 12 minutes, and they started booing him. And he was like, you know what? Fuck you people. And he started just roasting Philly. And he would say why. He said at one point, Philly is so racist, you would rather give a statue to rocky than you would a real person like joe frazier and it was just he just and he would count out he goes i got five minutes left and he was just he just roasted the hell out of a whole city oh yeah. it was awesome i all love right. bill burr okay, well I'm, enough.
1: no we got great re- i got great feedback on you and sterno so thanks again for doing that and it won't be the last time so we'll leave it at that all right
2: oh thank you okay all right
1: very good kevin cash go ahead Put him on the roaster, flame him to the moon. Biggest I, idiot in sports history since what? Pete Carroll throwing the ball. Grady
2: Little. Grady oh, Little in baseball.
1: Grady Little left Pedro Martinez in Pedro. So yes. what? So what? And <laughs> and and their game seven lead against the Yankees imploded at Yankee Stadium, and they missed going to the World Series. They would go the next year after they came back three nothing down to the Yankees, but that was a especially painful collapse, and Grady Little sat there while his star pitcher burned. That's the opposite, though, Jay, of what Kevin Cash did.
2: He pulled out a guy who had given up one hit and was uh, my favorite baseball term. He was as nasty as a Catholic schoolgirl
1: last night. I don't think I've ever heard that one.
2: Oh, we used to say that all the time. I'm as sorry. Okay. nasty as a Catholic school girl, <laughs> and he was feeling. Yeah, it was just—it's the dumbest baseball move I've ever seen in my life.
1: But the thing is, and I'm not—I'm just trying to be the court-appointed attorney.
2: I know what you're going to say. The, Go ahead. Okay. The
1: point is, they have an organizational plan for the game, and yes. the plan and was. Ding, ding, ding. There's yeah. A problem. Right there. Okay. <laughs> They're like, look, the strength of our team is our bullpen. We got all these live arms that we can throw at and take advantage of numerical matchups, lefty righty, et cetera. And we're gonna get to the bullpen. Uh, by the way, uh, what's his name? Had not been uh, Snell had not been good beyond the sixth inning since August, basically. So it's not like he was a guy that was a complete game artist. You know, uh, uh, Jack Morris is not coming out through walk, walking, walking through, through that door players, to pitch 10 innings, complete, games, complete, games, complete games, game, complete one game. nothing win in the World Series like he did with the Twins. Not happening. So the game has changed. It's different. They had a plan. The plan was get through six or thereabouts, turn it over to the pen, and do what they do. So why have a plan if you're going to go away from the plan – as soon as things are going good, because baseball is
2: about feel it's a, and that's why I hate these numbers nerds. It's not about numbers. It's about feel <laughs> this guy was throwing BBs. Nobody was touching him. He could have went 13 innings. <laughs> they couldn't have hit him with an oar last
1: night. <laughs> You're probably it's, not wrong. But, it's
2: just, it's just but, and and and, and I, I blame the fucking movie, that fucking book, Moneyball. Yeah. Which, by the way, still hasn't won jack shit,
1: That's by the way. That's true. Uh, no lies and, detected there.
2: And all these channel managers who give the lineup to the manager, and they made Art Howe in the movie it's like he was the bad guy. Like, Billy Bean would come down, here's what I want. And as Art Howe says, I'll manage my team as I'll manage my team. I, and that's, none of these young managers have an and fear. Aaron Bleep and Boom, he ain't a fucking manager. He's a guy who reads what the front office of the Yankees gives him. He's the, there's not many men. Buck Showalter ain't walking through that door anymore. Those kind of managers are not walking through the door.
1: But you do know the old days of gut-hunch managing. Of I'm flying by the seat of my experience, you know? Guys named Whitey and Dusty and uh <laughs> you know, old cap this and that. They make mistakes as much as anybody. Those gut hunches are wrong. You know, just like the game of blackjack. I got a good feel for when the deck is hot. Oh, you do? How about some numbers on that? You want to play by the numbers, you wanna play by your gut hunch? And they had a plan, just like you're you're gambling and you're like, All right, if I get five if I get five hundred bucks, I'm walking
0: She Fit. We're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs, fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from She Fit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash
1: 2022. Away from the tables tonight. And I'm gonna to go spend some money uh over at the uh at the Spearmint Rhino and then get a nice steak dinner and call it a night. That's the plan. What's that, What's um, that place? It's uh it's a uh I believe it's a boutique shop where okay. they sell nice men's accessories, wallets, can I, can I, wallets, can I get a good... wallets, belts, <laughs> and, and leather and shoes. Yes. And Bibles. And Bibles, of course. So uh no, so you got a plan in Vegas. You're up five hundred. And it's like, okay. This was the plan. Let's shut her down, keep my winnings, and go buy some leather shoes and get a steak dinner. You're going to leave a hot table? What are you, crazy? So you stay. The table goes cold. You start losing. You start chasing. You start saying, God damn it, this has got to get better. I'll never forget sitting through the most brutal shoe of cards I've ever been through. I think I lost 28 of 29 hands.
2: Jesus why did you not get up after, ah, that, after that? Ah!
1: Because I had a gut feeling it was about to turn. Okay. The numbers, the numbers should have said "get up and leave." It was like a horror movie. Get
2: out. <laughs> yeah. But well, well. Yeah. White white, white people in horror movies don't always make the best decisions.
1: Well, they they made that into a Geico commercial. (laughs) Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we get into that running car? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. By the way, the the nastier-than-a-Catholic schoolgirl reminded me of a line. Catholic schoolgirl's in trouble. It was by Samuel L. Bronkowitz in the 1970s movie... Kentucky Fried Movie.
2: I remember that movie. <laughs> it it, it starred, uh, what's her name, from Laverne and Shirley. She was in it.
1: I'm going to find it. Come on, YouTube. Don't let me down, Catholic school girls. I believe they then cut to a shot of a girl in the shower and just her lovely boobs smashing against the the glass door of the shower. <laughs> I mean, you don't forget these images when you're a teenager. That's true. Come on. Come on. What is this? Credits here? Here we go. All right. Kentucky Fried Movie. But conventional drilling is not always possible. Now new ways must be found to produce crude oil. Here at our multi-billion dollar refinery in Fairbanks. This is just the opening sequence. I don't think there's anything funny in this. Uh, I believe Kentucky Fried Movie had a stuntman who went into a back alley dice game with some uh, African-American gentlemen and yelled mm-hmm. the N word and then started running as part of his stunt to see, okay, can I survive this stunt? That's a little funny. I might be wrong about that. Do you remember that from the Kentucky I, Fried movie? I,
2: I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, not going to lie. I just remember what's her name from Laverne and Shirley was in it. Uh, right. uh, Williams, whatever her name was. That's okay. all I remember.
1: All right. Anyway, so, I mean, so Kevin Cash did something idiotic that all of America pretty much agrees was idiotic. He did it because why? He had no choice. The numbers nerd said to him, you must do this, or because he lost his mind, or why did it happen? He didn't want to lose game six and lose the World Series.
2: It, it, 100% was his general manager. 100, that's how these teams are run now. Okay. The managers don't have any say.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. How uh, did you, uh, how'd you feel about Justin Turner uh, refusing to quarantine as soon as he was pulled from the game because of a positive COVID test?
2: I didn't understand that whole. So when did the test become positive? Like the they found one? out.
1: They found out in the middle of the game because they're they're sending tests off to labs in Utah and from Texas, and they're getting the results back. It's craziness.
2: Minute, I took a test on Monday, and by Tuesday, I had the results.
1: Oh, how'd it go?
2: Oh, this was like a month ago. Oh, okay.
1: Fine. Did you hey, have fine. it? No. Oh, okay. Well, good. Glad that you didn't have it. Um yeah. On the one hand, yeah, you, you, you theoretically put people at risk by being out there. On the other hand, he'd already played in the fucking game. He was already around everybody just minutes before. So, in other words, it was too late to change that. Could he have, you know, wh- what are the percentage increase of additional exposure? Like, what additional risk was 10 minutes on the field celebrating a once in a lifetime moment going to add to the true covid risk of the people involved not much uh,
2: all of which i don't i do not understand it
1: yeah not not much i think when it's all said and done all right um
2: bigger bigger question is what about the steroids that Justin Turner took after having been released by two other teams and, on, and, then, and then all of a sudden finding it at age 32? Let's talk <laughs> about that. Nobody a, ever brings that shit up.
1: A Movonian type resurgence to one's career?
2: A Big Poppian. He literally. He oh, yeah,
1: yeah, been, yeah, right. Not Big Poppian, not Movonian. I'm sorry. A Big yeah. Poppian resurgence to one's been career.
2: By the, the mess and then released by the Orioles where they were where they were at their shit lowest right. and then all of a sudden he found it like Jose Bautista, right. who was a light-hitting light outfielder, but then discovered a leg kick mm. and started hitting home runs okay. in the 50s.
1: Funny um, how that yeah, is, whatever. right? Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> You're not buying it. Speaking, Fuck no. Speaking of steroids and speaking of uh, you know doing things that you shouldn't be doing at a certain age, there's a story in the Washington Post today about an old-timers softball league in which some of the youngest players are like 73 years old.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, they just started playing again uh, after being shut down in the spring for the pandemic. They chronicle the likes of Thorny Thornton, 73 years young, who's got a bum leg, other bum body parts, but is playing because he said, you know what? He just can't the time is the most important thing to these old dudes and they're like we can't just not live our life forever. We don't know how much longer we have. That's a wonderful point. He's 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so he by comparison, some of his teammates on the Jaguars, their softball team are pushing 90.
2: Oh my god. Those <laughs> games must be terrible to watch.
1: According to the post, they're not as bad as you would think. Guys okay. actually hit the ball. They do have some modified rules so that, you know, guys who can't run, uh, they have a pinch runner. And they move people around in the outfield when certain batters come up because they know, oh, this guy can actually hit it out of the infield. So we need some guys who can actually move <laughs> in the outfield.
2: Oh,
1: but it's God, cool. I left softball. It's cool because they're still playing. and they're no, It's
2: like, that very cool. Yeah, I could still be playing, but I'm not.
1: Where where do you stand on that? Because you did once play in a Ponce de Leon. Well, no, no I, adult I, played, I played baseball hardball. and
2: softball simultaneously. So I was forty-five. Yeah, I, I I loved it, but right. then I remember um, there was a uh, I, I played on like nineteen different teams, and one guy, a guy on my team, said. I knew it was time to retire when you played. And I go, why? He goes, I played with your dad. So when I'm playing with you, it's time for me to get out. And, when I started, <laughs> and then when I started noticing I was the old guy on the team, I'm like, yep, it's time to go.
1: Yeah. All right, here's a dumb stick to chase, as I call it, like a dog running off the porch. Chase this sports radio stick. Bo Jackson told oh. Deion Sanders on his podcast – he would average 350 yards a game in today's NFL because, says Bo, nobody wraps up and tackles no more. Go I ahead. Go I ahead. Chase the stick. Love, Go get I it.
2: Love, I love Vincent Bo Jackson. He is number three on my all time greatest person to watch. But that's just asthma. That's just, I mean, <laughs> players now are as fast as, Bo was faster than anybody running, going like oh,
1: right that. Oh, he was, you say. Interesting. Cleveland
2: loves Tecmo Bowl, so let's start playing on the Raiders on Bo Jackson, and hopefully he'll show up. <laughs> that's no fair. Bo Jackson's too fast. Guys, do we want Cleveland back or don't? Up oh, here we go. <laughs> bye bye. See Peter, he's too fast. You gotta tackle me. It's B. You gotta press B. I'm it's pressing B. B. <laughs> too fast. Going over here. Going over here now. You never get tired. Change
1: your guy, Quagmire. Change your guy. Change your guy. So, guy. Peter's
2: cheating. You're cheating, Peter. I'm not cheating. I'm following the rules. I'm just really good. You're not really good. You just got Bo Jackson. <laughs>
1: And of course, like all great Family Guy bits, it goes on way too long, but that's part of what makes it funny. A minute and forty-eight, this goes on for as he goes all the way to the one-yard line and back to his own end zone, and then back again.
2: Bo Jackson on Tecmo was was uh, the most unfair thing in uh, sports game history. But, But but yeah, but Bo, averaging stop it, Bo, stop it. They're, would, they're, would now he, line, they're now linebackers just as fast as you. So
1: That stop. is true. That is true. Uh, did you like the rundown porn on Sunday Night Football with PK yes. Metcalf?
2: And all the memes with that, they, are, they were tasty. Tasty and funny.
1: Did you ever see the Larry Allen rundown porn against the Saints? Larry Allen of the Cowboys. Big old boxy offensive <laughs> lineman had he not – Gotten hurt in that truck crash, he might have been a Hall of Famer.
2: Uh no, but should I look this up?
1: Uh Larry Allen rundown Monday Night Football Saints. Probably Larry should do Allen. Him. Uh I did not know about this. John Coon. Chases former, down
2: linebacker.
1: That's the one right there. Okay, here we go.
2: Larry <laughs> Allen, I believe he from a he was no, I think he was. He might be a Hall of Famer. He's like the greatest guard ever, right?
1: Is he is he really a Hall of Famer? I could look Gary.
2: <laughs> I think nothing.
1: Oh, here we go. And look at the,
2: number 73. Or look at the angle. Oh, got him. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. The 30
1: oh. and tackled at the 16 yard line. Larry. Allen. I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's good stuff right there. All right. So there was a cockfighting death in the Philippines, it involved a policeman who came to break up the cockfighting because it's illegal now due to COVID. It was legal prior to the pandemic, which says something about the Philippines, I guess, Uh, but only on Sundays and certain holidays at licensed cockfighting joints. But the cop died because while he was picking up roosters for evidence, one of them slashed him and cut his femoral artery, and he bled out.
2: Okay. How much money would it take for you to A
1: attend the cockfight
2: go to the Philippines (laughs) and B eat food in the Philippines?
1: (laughs) Well, if I was there, I'd I would have to eat something.
2: Oh, I'm sure there's a McDonald's, but I mean I mean (laughs) Philippine food.
1: Okay, like like street food, like some kind of meat on a stick that you don't know what it is. Could be chicken, probably rat. Okay. might how be much would, how
2: much would you how much would it take for you to eat something there
1: <laughs> starvation is what is what it would <laughs> Thank take you. me exactly and, Thank you. and it, when i'm on the brink of starvation like day 12 of survivor then i would say okay i've got to eat something i'm about to pass out
2: okay that, that's all i wanted to
1: know. uh kim Kardashian turned 40 i didn't ask you about that when what is her what is her runway length as a smoking hot celebrity because i still think she's smoking hot at 40.
2: I don't, I'm just, I, she's not a celebrity.
1: All right. How long does she have to be hot? 50. In other words, Tom Brady is playing great football at 43 against all odds. What age does Kim Kardashian lose her grip on being hot?
2: Look at her mom. And then that's the, and you can determine by that.
1: Well, Chris Jenner is how old? Probably 70. So you think. No. So you're thinking Kim Kardashian will be hot into her 60s? You
2: always judge by the mom. That's Chris, what I,
1: Chris Jenner is Chris, 64.
2: Okay. And still a very think, attractive woman. Really? You don't think Chris Jenner is attractive? Well, for 64-year-old woman? I, I think
1: she is. I have a running gag, if not a bit of a, uh albatross to carry on the morning show because I said I kind of had a thing for Ghislaine Maxwell.
2: Yeah, you know, you said it here also.
1: I know. You're yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I told you guys. And now I'm calling her G-Max, which has driven my co host even more crazy. I'm like, yeah, G-Max, looking good. Of course, by the way, and Maxwell being reportedly being strip searched every three hours in prison to make sure she does not, quote, commit suicide.
2: What, what, what prison is she attending?
1: Attending. <laughs> Attending <yeah. laughs> I don't think you attend a prison. I don't think so. I just, that sounded funny. Uh, it's in upstate New York, I believe. Okay. Is, All right. No, she's, so she's not at
2: Rikers or nothing like that.
1: No, no. Uh, she's in the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. Oh, she's in Brooklyn. Oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. I do
2: know someone who was at Rikers, and he told me about it. By the way, uh, same pretty scary.
1: Same facility where Jeffrey Epstein was. Before he quote Ooh. killed himself.
2: Ooh, coincidence! I yeah. think not.
1: In a nine by twelve maximum security cell. <sighs> that's got to test you mentally, right there, doesn't it?
2: And that's what it's all of. Well, that's what it's all of. From all what right. my buddy to buddy told me, all the all that shit is to test you mentally. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right, so speaking of you know women that are in the public eye that are considered you know stars or at least uh, sex objects, I've also gotten into an argument recently with people about Jennifer Aniston. I believe Jennifer Aniston has finally landed on the landing ramp of just a nice-looking middle-aged lady, and I have been Ooh. roasted for that. I've been told I'm crazy, and I have said to the Aniston cultists...
2: Which I am the. I think I'm the treasurer.
1: Okay. I said, well, when is she going to stop being hot? Give me an age.
2: You don't have to stop. <laughs> you don't have to stop being hot. Like, isn't like, like Cher still very attractive being 105? I know she's not 105. I don't. But I'm just so. saying, you can still be very attractive and be over 60.
1: Okay. No? I didn't say that. I'm just saying I think she's no longer in the elite category. I think she is a nice-looking middle-aged woman.
2: I mean, Susan Lucci, Raquel Welch, yeah, they, yeah, did, they yeah, held yeah, it yeah. together forever.
1: All right, all right. I, I, I didn't know I hooked into the cult of Aniston uh, president. I, so
2: I told you, i am I'm, I'm not the president, but I think I'm the treasurer.
1: Okay, fair enough. All right, you got, you got a good one ready for FTG? Uh.
2: No, I'm not a good it, guy. Though.
1: You better quickly.
2: I'm going to handle it, but I don't know if you'll like it. Fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fine, make it political, make it Trump. I don't give a shit. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. it's not Trump. It, it's, well, it, it's political. Jim Carrey and his Joe Biden imitation might have been the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Jim Carrey, by the wow. way, no longer funny.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's true. He lost his funny because he's too obsessed with being anti-Trump.
2: I'm, I saw him on SNL, and I was like, wow, Jim Carrey?
1: Oh boy. Uh, Jay just dropped out right there. Let me let me call him back here. Just hang on two seconds. Do-do, Turn to listen to music while I'm doing this.
2: Wow, that was nice.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, AT I guess uh Verizon just said, no, you're done talking. Goodbye. Alright, yeah, so but, yeah, Jim Carrey Jim Carrey has lost his funny, I agree. So you were saying
2: But I know I saw that. Well I had two for you. And then I, like that same night, David Byrne on the Talking Heads, uh, they had an HBO movie, and it's like him doing all of his songs in like this political manner. And I was like, "Wow, David Byrne sucks," and I couldn't believe I said that because I like the Talking Heads. And so a couple of realizations had me sad because David Byrne sucks. Jim Carrey ain't funny.
1: All right, Jim Carrey, fuck that guy.
2: Yes. yes.
1: Alright, my fuck that guy goes to Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey who are on a Zoom call with Congress today trying to defend their blatant political bias on their platforms. Here's, forget fuck those guys because I've already said that a million times. Here's who really deserves the fuck that guy, Jay. Anyone who's a Democrat or liberal who then wants to insist that those platforms are not terribly biased against conservative viewpoints. I don't mind if you hold those positions, but stop pretending like there is any semblance of balance. The double standard is fucking ridiculous. In fact, when asked how many Democrats have been, you know, censured or censored on the platform, they couldn't name anybody. So, to those who deny the obvious bias of our tech overlords, fuck you. Alright, Jay. Anything else to add on the way out the door?
2: Are we gonna talk about Rudy Giuliani quickly and laugh about that?
1: Oh, about the Borat thing? I haven't seen it. I gotta I gotta go watch it.
2: You gotta watch it. Yeah. Okay. I gotta you watch gotta the watch
1: whole Borat, because I'm a huge Borat fan. Alright, Jay, yes. I gotta go, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Oh he he hung up on me rudely. Alright. Now I gotta call him back and make sure everything is cool. We'll end on this today. Remember Sammy Gordon? the wonderful tale of the little girl at age nine who could run past and through and around boys of the same age while playing tackle football with pads and a helmet. Of course you remember that. She was actually featured in the NFL 100 campaign celebrating the 100 years of the league. It was a sweet story. It was a nice story. It was a fun story. But here's where the fun and the sweet and the nice ends. Sammy Gordon is now 17 years old and she is suing the state of Utah and her school district because they refused to create a girls' football program, an entirely separate, concurrent, fully functioning girls' tackle football program with helmets and pads. She said that playing with the boys when she did in high school in a limited fashion said she felt harassed and not comfortable, said one player had to change in the boys' locker room at away games and often faced discriminatory treatment by her male coach and teammates. Gordon says that plenty of girls want to play tackle football, pointing to an all-female league she started with her father six years ago that's drawn hundreds of girls from the Salt Lake City area. Hundreds. So, whole area, 100 or so girls, that's a league. Please. District and state athletic officials are pushing back in court, though. They argue a girl a girl's football program would be unsustainable and require new infrastructure they shouldn't be responsible for. School districts and state athletics associations either declined or didn't respond to requests for comments for the story because, of course, they would be branded as monsters and insensitive. Of course, the NFL is pushing hard in this front with multiple women becoming uh, assistant coaches in some capacity, which I'm not against, by the way. But the notion that you could create a concurrent side-by-side women's tackle football league, it's just not there. And you could say, but what about girls' hockey? They said the same thing about girls' hockey back in the day. Hockey is different than football. Football is a brutal game. It requires an element of violence and an appetite for pain that tends to be uniquely masculine. And that's part of of the problem. So now this, these Utah school districts will just have to spend money and time in court to fight off these lawsuits from Sammy Gordon, who was once a nice, sweet, fun story and is now just a societal pain in the ass. So good luck, Sammy. I hope you lose. That'll be it for me today. Thank you so much for listening tomorrow. It's football five ways. Friday we chop. We slice, we dice, we give you. Week 8 in the NFL. I'm going to give you my play for tonight. It's my mybookie.com special. Go get your account set up at mybookie.com. Fire in your bets, whether they're small, large, larger than large, medium, you name it, parlays, have fun. Make sure you use promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. I'm betting Carolina tonight, minus two and a half. I can't in good conscience take the Falcons. I know they probably won't lose in horrific fashion over and over and over again. McCaffrey could be back tonight. Word as of this morning was, "Mm, not so much. But we'll see about Thursday night. I'll take the Panthers, minus two and a half, at mybookie.com. Promo code ZABE to get your initial deposit matched up to $1,000. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, Zabe here for My Bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with My Bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then, wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet. Or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast.